starting to reach a breaking point selena maybe not you know maybe i'm fine i'm uh sleepless due to working a lot selena (laughs) not the most enthusiastic (laughs) intro today no not at all i can't promise you consistency except uh with intention my intention is consistently good yes um, <laughs> and uh my co-host here is hi i'm goddess cory or um oh sleepless in seattle cory crowd addy yes. cory yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh we are joined today by the um you know what you can't i was gonna say angelic angel <laughs> and i'm like that's just not even creative the the uh i don't know buffy loving angel <laughs> yes the spiritual being having a human experience there we go right sure sure yeah. that'll Great. do <laughs> that'll do everything is possible you know you yeah. you decide you decide in this life <laughs> this is my simulation <laughs> this is my simulation this is my story <laughs> every episode we begin with a segment we call Historical hose. And this week's historical ho is Nina Arsenault. I got my info from an article on Wikipedia. Uh, well, you know, clearly Wikipedia. <laughs> All about this person. It's a Google away. And then another one from webarchive.org. Um, and on from fabmagazine.com. Um, yes. So, Nina Arsenault, born January 20th, 1974, is a Canadian performance artist, freelance writer, and former sex worker who works in theater, dance, video, photography, and visual art. She grew up in a trailer park in Beamsville, Ontario. Before her transition... Oh, you guys, if you don't know about Ontario, (laughs) that's where Toronto is to people who don't know Canada. Before her transition and her start uh, to sex work, she got two master's degrees and was an instructor at York University, where she taught acting. She realized that she was a trans woman August 1996 and started doing sex work to cover the cost of her transition. She credits her success to an online sex worker uh, to, for her education. Quote, I knew more adjectives to describe anal ribbing, golden showers, and forced cross-dressing. With a typing speed of 60 words per minute, I managed eight web chats at once, all on different subjects. Holy shit. (laughs) I love that. What an amazing talent. Um, By 2007, she had undergone over $150,000 in transition-related surgery. Wowie zowie. That's a home. Financed. Uh, through her work as a cam girl, a stripper, and a full-service sex worker. Um, However, uh, it was because of her sex work that she stated that she did not want to undergo bottom surgery. Quote, I work as a dancer in the club that caters to men who like, quote, transsexuals. Great. They want us to have beautiful breasts, you know, to be sexy like females, but they want that one thing to be different. That's super interesting. It's, it seems like an internal conflict, like if she wanted 
you know, bottom surgery. But I, I like that in 2020, we're not focusing on bottom surgery anymore that much. Like, I feel like it's chilled out um, and people are just accepting all different permutations of trans identity and trans body. Anyway, um, so she is more prominently known for her writing and performances. She wrote a column on transgender issues for 36 issues of FAB, a bi-weekly Toronto-based LGBT magazine. Uh, she also wrote an autobiographical play called I Was Barbie, in which she starred as well as her own one-woman show called The Silicon Diaries, which toured across Canada to sold-out houses. Oop, my headphones fell. To sold-out houses and critical praise. She has appeared on the television series Train 48, Kink, Soldier's Girl, as well as in a one-act play written especially for her by Sky Gilbert in 2007 entitled Ladylike. She's been part of several sensual performance art pieces, including 40 Days and 40 Nights in Toronto. Uh, for Every Time You Shattered Me, I Made Myself Again, a six-hour performance in the Henry Moore Sculpture Room at the Art Gallery of Ontario and Lilix in London. Her photographic and video collaborations with artists like Bruce uh, LaBruce, John Grayson, Jordan Tannehill, and Istvan Cantor have been shown across Canada and around the world via film and video festivals, academic and art, and art journals, and galleries including the Museum of Contemporary Canadian Art, Pleasure Dome, Fado, and New York University. Um, she's also a frequent guest speaker at the universities in Canada and the United States, and she has worked as a social activist promoting the rights and dignity of trans people with Mount Sinai Hospital, Women's College Hospital, the Sherborne Health Center supporting our youth, and the 519 Church Street Community Center. And that is truly just just the creamy top of the colorful uh, no you know let's just stick with milk metaphors the delicious life (laughs) i don't even know where this metaphor is going of nina arsenault this week's historical hoe wait so did you really get your inspiration for your name from buffy the vampire slayer that's how the um i want to say how the uh gosh actually you know what let me just let me just explain this (laughs) okay so we we go by different names irl of course and we Mm -hmm. all know each other's legal names um and uh so today we were brainstorming so what name are we gonna go by today like what's your name gonna be and so we 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 workshopped this and we came Uh to the name angel collaboration well it was more so it was more so the the idea was given yes i (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just like why not go by angel um but so but this does lead to a good question which is do you actually use your legal name whenever you're um providing when you're getting into sex work that's a good question like with are you saying like in regards to like whenever you're setting up a profile or like I guess if you yeah, do with a, on with a profile or with clients in person like how do you introduce yourself typically? Um, so my clients, so the name that I actually use, it like it's not Angel. Whenever I'm with my clients, uh, it's like a different name that's on the website that I um, use, which is Rintman. It's 
like sex work website. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it really depends on if the client is a regular client or not. Like usually after the client becomes regular enough, like I'll tell them my name or if like the vibe is right. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's just like, people are like, okay, like we're going to do our thing and then see you later. And it's like, I don't really feel like I really need to tell them my name, like my full name or like my first name or whatever. It really just depends on the situation. So a lot of my clients know my name cause like they're kind of still in my life. Um, but a lot of them just like, I mean, it's not something that I'm like, here you go. Cause it's like a lot of times it's really transactionary. Is that the right word? Transactional. Transactional. Yeah. Transactional. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, that makes sense. So you use rent men and could you like mm-hmm. kind of describe this site for people who are the civvies out here who don't know anything? <laughs> this is so funny to be describing this website. Um, okay, so <laughs> I guess I could just like start at, okay, so what Rinman is just like, uh, it's almost like a dating website. If you want to, if you want to think about it like that, it's kind of set up that way. So um, whenever you are wanting to work through the website, you just like go to the website, rentmen.com or actually it's rent.men and then you will like sign up and to have a regular profile i think it costs like 30 dollars a month and then to have like the gold profile which is at the top of every page like in your city or if you go to a new city like you'll show up first Mm -hmm. um or you'll you'll have there's an easier time or an easier not easier but like there's more of a there's more of a chance that someone will find you if you have a gold profile. Usually if you have a $30 a month profile, your profile will get like pushed down to the bottom. But that being said, the gold profile is like $80 a month or something like that. So I have the gold profile because I have no concept of money. And it's also like a smart thing. I mean, I think like in a way I relate it as a stripper to like house fees you know, yeah. like, cause we pay to work and as fucked up as that is, um, it's like, you know, you pay your fee and then you get to work. And then if, depending what you're paying out, like you're probably making a lot of money depending on where you are. I mean, at least like for my club, um, it makes kind of sense. So like, you're kind of like paying the fee to have greater visibility, to have a greater range of access to clients. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always like one of those things with like buying premium where you're like, I don't, do I need that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just have always been a premium bitch. Like I'm like, why do I have HBO max? (laughs) Like, why do I have like stars? Like, why do I have all these streaming services? Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to sound, um, like disparaging or negative about it. Cause like it obviously was, and is, um, kind of like, it was, it is a strategic thing to do something like that because, and I knew that I wanted to, I felt like I really needed to, um, because you can, there's also an option where you can do like a silver, it's like the, I don't know what it's called, but it's like this thing where you pay and your profile will be like shot to the top for like 24 hours a day. So it's like, or 12 to 24 hours. So you can pay $12 and it'll be on there for 12 hours. If you pay $24, it'll be on there on for 24 hours, sorry. And, um, I just knew that I didn't want to pay $24 a day, like trying to like have my profile be like to the top. So I felt like it was smarter to do the other. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But yeah, like you make a profile, you have to be, you have to, um, take pictures of yourself with like a date. 
So like the people that own the site can verify that you're a real person. And then whenever you get verified in your profile, it says that you're verified. So like if people are like looking at your profile, like clients or anything, like they can be like, okay, like, I mean, if the clients actually like know the way the website works, usually they'll end up just asking you if you're real anyway. But like, if they know how the website works, they can see that you're verified and that your photos have been verified and you're real, but Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's that's a long story. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And is it, is it primarily like men looking for men or is it? It's usually that, um, actually within the past two, not two, like maybe in the past year I've had like a trans woman, um, male to female, um, hit me up and like, you know, there's an aspect in sex work where it's like, I, there's a certain point where like, there is a boundary for me. And like, I have to have some level of sexual attraction, Mm. like sometimes not all the time, but like there are like female to male, like that I'm totally into. I love that. Like, it's like one of the things like I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. Um, but this particular person I wasn't into. So I had to kind of decline it. Cause it kind of like, it put me in a weird headspace and I didn't want to bring that energy to that appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, then also lately the past, actually like it's happened like twice this year. Um, a man was like looking like this happened twice. A man was looking for an escort for his wife for her birthday and that's and they're wanting to do like a three-way thing Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah i was like i that's i was like that's not my vibe like i hope you find what you're looking for but i don't know like yeah you're like i'm not a bi man (laughs) i know and i was like yeah like bi really isn't in my profile so i don't you know people have you know people have wishful thinking and stuff like that so obviously things like that happen but yeah yeah, i mean it does kind of get into like the whole like you know, gay for pay, straight for pay thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of uh, men on there that are, I've seen that are like straight for pay mm-hmm. uh, or gay for pay. Sorry, my bad. Straight guys that are on there. Um, and a lot of the time it's just like that. They're just kind of like flexing or like, I mean, that I've seen a profile like that where it's just like, you can like touch my muscles and I'll flex for you or like, or you can just like jerk off and look at me and like kind of touch me if you want to, but like mm. no penetration, mm. no, uh, I don't know. I like barely glanced at that profile and I was like, this is like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting. Such a turn off. Yeah, it's such a turn off. <laughs> Some people are into that. Yeah. No, but it is. I mean, I definitely think like, especially within like the gay male community, there is that whole like turning somebody thing. I mean, even within like, lesbian communities too there's like the turning the straight you know it's the unattainable it's the like it's like the ultimate like taboo because it's not it it can't happen you know Mm -hmm. yeah unless it does right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the turn the turning thing is like a it's such a huge i don't know why i think it's almost like conquering heterosexual i don't know it's like a Mm. weird thing like I don't know. There's like some stuff in there that's kind of like, like deep, like stuff that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> people like go for just like, like straight guys hoping to like, there's also like a, um, 
like a self-hatred aspect I feel like mm. definitely definitely and mm-hmm. then I also feel like you know some of those guys who are like you know you can't penetrate me but you can touch me and stuff or like just such closet cases and stuff like that <laughs> that too yeah a lot of them are for sure I don't it's so confusing though I mean I guess like what's the point of being closet if you're like getting on to rent men particularly like the gay male site and it's also kind of interesting like I didn't know that it was um like about dating in general I thought it was like pretty specifically about escorting no it is but I meant I meant to like to clarify I meant that it's kind of like set up as like a gay dating it's not like set up as like so the interface is like it looks like a gay dating website it's like you have the clients you have the Mm. escort and like there's like a grid of photos that you can see and it's kind of like okay like that guy's cute or like you know if you were on like any kind of like i don't know i only know grinder and i only know (laughs) scruff so like i know that bumble you can i feel like you can look through pictures you can yeah you can kind of do that and then there's also like lex which is also kind of grid style like yeah so it's kind of like that yeah yeah and you can message whoever you want like if you you know if you're interested so how do you set up rates on this like how do you how do people know what you're what the cost i am loving these questions because it's like i i think i i just i you know i live this experience so it's kind of like okay i already know that but like Mm -hmm. okay so we'll get into it um so the way that i started into this um line of work as i will say um was one of my best friends who lived in chicago uh was doing this and i kind of just like i was gonna go visit him in chicago and for like a leather festival Mm -hmm. um and before i went there i was like oh i don't really have a lot of money and he's like oh um he kind of just like mentioned i was like he kind of just mentioned what he did i think and i was like oh like do you like that like how like what is that about like i didn't know that about you like this is interesting like a layer of like a different layer to you um and he's like yeah i love it like he's like i like make really good money and like you know i can like have a lot of flexibility and whatever and i was like okay that's cool and at the time i was like in between i wasn't really in between i was working for an interior designer as like a i was like basically on contract work for her and she like had me doing all these really odd jobs and like stuff that i didn't even know how to do and like carrying heavy shit and so anyways the only, the way that I figured out the price was my friend in Chicago was like, Hey, like, this is what I charge in Chicago. And I was like, okay, well then I was like, I'm in the Midwest. So I'm going to do something different. Like I was like, I'm going to do less than what you're doing. So he charged 300 and he said a lot of big cities charge 300 mm-hmm. for an hour. And I was like, okay, so I'll do like 250, mm-hmm. you know, here. And so that's kind of where I got it. Like there wasn't any sort of like, I didn't really do any kind of like Googling or anything like that. I just kind of like went off of what he said. And then I just kind of adjusted my price there because I kind of want to, you have to kind of gauge your market. Mm -hmm. Like, and for me, I was like this city, I was like, there's, I've like, I felt like the city I was living in at the time, I was like, there's not a lot of people that are like going to be paying like $300. So like, you have to kind of, even if it like kind of can hurt your pride or like you're like okay well i feel like i'm worth more like you have to kind of be like 
well, maybe you are worth more, but here, this is what everyone is worth. Yeah. <laughs> totally reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I figured that out. And then, um, the place where I was living before in the Midwest, I'm still in the Midwest, but I was like in the South Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, so down there, I like didn't have very many clients at all. And then, um, it was like very few and far between like my main source of income was like, I was working at a hair salon. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I moved to the North Midwest, um, I had a lot more people, like a lot more clients and I've, everything's been really steady and regular and I've traveled to DC a lot and it's been great. So yeah, that's the great price. Have you like adjusted your prices as you've gone along? Like, since you moved and you moved to like a bigger city, like did you increase your prices or did you find that that was like a good price for you? Honestly, I found that that like the price that I have now, which is two. So the price when I moved here was two fifty, and then I ch- I changed it to two sixty because it was kind. Of, not that that's like a crazy price, yeah, no. but like, but like I changed it to two sixty because it was annoying to have to like because a lot of times people will pay in cash, mm-hmm. and so it was annoying to be like. 250 and then then be like like usually they would end up giving me 260 anyway because it was just like easier to mm-hmm. just do all 20s yeah. yeah so that's why i changed it to 260 um, oh my god that's so interesting because like a lot of this pricing can come from like build denominations and stuff you know like yeah. what do people have on hand and like what's easiest yeah and sometimes people will even like it's almost like an intuition but sometimes will people will like you can, I feel like you can, t- I feel like a lot of sex workers can tell when their client is going to like tip them for their time, like even on top of their like regular rate. Mm-hmm. And so like, I feel like a lot of times, even if your if your rate is 260, people will be like, well, I have 300 on me, so I'm just going to give you 300 or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, Do you ask your clients for the tip? No, I just like, it's not for me. Like, I feel like that's weird. Um, I don't know if that, cause like, I feel like I honestly, I feel like I feel lucky to do this. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, that's already a lot of money. Cause like, I remember when I worked in the food service industry, like how many hours I would work to like make $260. So yeah. like if I'm going to, you know, say a client's house or a hotel or whatever, and like I'm there for an hour and they don't tip me, I'm kind of like, you know, like it's not, it's not something that I actually think about a lot. Yeah. I just am wondering, like, how is your experience, because you're a black sex worker, like, how have you noticed, like, that your treatment as opposed to your white peers? Like, do you feel like it's pretty equal in the market? Do you feel like you have, like, a special niche? Or um, or do you feel like it's, like, very much, pretty much the same? Also, follow up to that. Sorry, I do have a question. <laughs> uh, um, do you feel like you were getting less clients because you were black in the South-ish? Or, or do yeah. you think it was just the market wasn't, you know, super big for, for your gay male escorts? Um, so back in the South, I, there literally were like three or four people on Rentman that like besides me. And I like, didn't really talk to any of them. I can't really say, I didn't really feel any type of way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think that there was less or more. And plus I had other jobs that I was doing. It wasn't like, it was nice whenever you know, I could get like extra money, mm-hmm. but like for the most part, I was just kind of like, whatever. And then, uh, as I kept doing it more, I got into a place where I was like, I would get upset. Cause like, 
I mean, I would look at, cause back whenever, you know, you, you know, whenever you start something and you're like, you're like, okay, I need to know this. I need to know that. I need to learn more about this. And mm-hmm. so whenever I was starting, I kind of was looking at everyone's profile to figure out how their profiles looked. I was looking at like, um, just different things to make, to tailor my profile to be like more marketable and kind of stuff like that. Ooh, like what and did so, you see? Sorry, I'm, I just need a sidebar for this. Like what, what, <laughs> what influenced your, your design? So long ago. <laughs> um, okay, so let me try to think. But I really was just looking at all their bios and mm. just like like what was, I wanted to sound really approachable and I wanted to sound really like, just like kind of down to earth. And I mean, I already am, but I wanted to see like what the people that had like the most reviews, like what their bio looked like and like stuff like that. Cause you can really only see bios. There's no, like even the clients that um, review us, there's no like typing. You can't see like, there's no paragraph that they can put, they can just put one through five stars and that's it. Mm -hmm. There's back page things where clients can go and talk about people um, that they've met. But other than that, like, I don't really, I mean, I've checked, before and I've seen the things that people have said and they've all been pretty they've all been pretty good um but uh other than that like you can't um sorry but back to the profile thing like that's the only reason the only thing that I did was kind of look at bios and stuff like that mm-hmm. I'm sorry I got lost in the question no, no no okay so and then it was like uh what about discrimination and um... oh yes um so I, in the beginning, and I think for a while, even when I moved up north, I got really discouraged by, um, and a lot of, and I have a friend who does this as well, and he's black, and he's beautiful, like, he's gorgeous, and, like, it's, like, one of the, like, kind of, like, an ethereal, ethereal beauty, yeah, and, um, really muscular, like, lots of tattoos, and, uh, he would always kind of complain to me. He was like, all these white guys, like they're getting like so much more. He's like, I have a friend in um, Dallas and he is getting like flown out like every weekend by like a different guy and getting overnights and overnights. Whenever you first start, whenever I first started and then I learned about overnights, I was like, oh shit, like I want overnights. Mm -hmm. And you really don't like you you do, but you don't. So like, You ha- like the person. So basically what an overnight is, cause I know not everyone on here might know is, um, when a client wants to like, you know, either book you for a weekend or book you during the week, whatever, but like, you're usually staying the night with them mm-hmm. and the rate is higher because you're spending like all 24 your- hours. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So my, so usually, uh, so for escorts, like on Rentman, usually their overnight is like 1500. Yeah. Um, and then like some people do a thousand, it just depends on the market. Like some people do 1500 the first night, then a thousand each other night, mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, my friend was, he was super focused in on like the people that like the white the white gay men who were like getting attention and getting tons of reviews on their profiles. And like his friend was like getting flown out every weekend um, and had like at least 76 reviews. And that's like a lot of reviews on that website. Yeah. Um, And they're all five stars. So that's like pretty, that's good too. So, but this guy was really average looking, like just looked like, Oh my God. That's so, that's so the case. (laughs) Oh, And, uh, so like my friend was like, what 
is it like why is why is this happening that like you know that these guys like that just look like you average know, white people get so much yeah money. like <laughs> and what you have to deduce it to is like a lot of these white guys that a lot of okay first of all there's a lot of white people on you know any sort of sex work thing like it's always white people looking for anything because they have the disposable so, income like, yes and so like what do you think a white person is gonna feel most comfortable with some average white guy average white girl that isn't threatening mm -hmm. and doesn't make them feel like inadequate you know inferior or anything so like take my friend's beauty and then you know put him on this website these people are like oh my god how is this person real how's this person a real person like this is crazy like he's so hot like he wouldn't even be into me probably like yeah. And then all the, all these things like and all these insecurities come out and for me personally I grappled with it um where I was like super focused on other people for a while and like trying to figure out like just trying to figure out like why like these guys were getting booked more than me and I didn't I didn't even know if they were I mean obviously you can kind of see a little bit but at the mm -hmm. same time I feel like I was too focused on it and that sort of changed I guess um, I just felt like it wasn't beneficial for me to be focused on like, oh, like, what did you make this week or how much are you making or what are you doing to like, or like how many clients are you seeing like a week or it just was draining my energy. And um, I felt like whenever I just focused and became grateful about like the clients that I did have and the, the regulars that I did have, like it kind of switched. I don't know. I just kind of stopped focusing and then clients would come. Like I used to be on that website every day and I would be putting, I'm available, I'm available now, like all this stuff all the time. And then whenever I stopped doing that, and I don't know if it's like some, I don't know what it is, but like whenever I stopped doing it, like, and whenever I stopped worrying about it every day, clients came and good clients came, you know, like not just like people. And when you get further into the business, you know, which ones are and which ones aren't the people that are hitting you up at 2am are not the ones. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I mean, I totally feel that like, I mean, it was also something I I struggled a lot with, like whenever I was first getting into stripping was like comparing myself to like the really successful white dancers. I just mm -hmm. be like, how like what is she doing that makes her so special that people come to the stage whenever she's dancing and she doesn't even have to start dancing yet you know like mm -hmm. she like what is it about her like how come she's always in the vips like you, it's easy to really get caught up in in trying to figure out what other people are doing and not really giving yourself space to understand like what you're doing and what what you're bringing to the table that's attracting people yeah yeah it's like yeah i mean that's so tricky especially and then also i had never thought about it that way exactly like the whole you know what do people really want it's like somebody who's like not too threatening you know mm. especially in a sexual encounter i mean because there is so much especially in like a first time encounter i mean even for me like i don't tend to date people who are like super hot i mean like no shade oh, wow. <laughs> they're, they're super hot to me but like yeah. I'm, I'm not like looking for ken dolls you know mm. it's atypically like hot like yeah like or stereotypically hot yeah it's like i don't i mean i personally don't even go for like the typical beauty standards a lot of times like it's just it's all over the place with what i'm attracted to so 
it's like, yeah, I mean, that, that does make sense. Like, you know, you think that the person who looks the most like a porn star is like going to get scooped up. But that's not. Oh yeah. It's like the, it's the uncanny Valley thing or whatever that, like, I think my friend used to, uh, whenever, so back in, this is like a side story, but back whenever I was like super ripped, like to that, like a few years ago, um, and I went to that leather festival, I was so focused on race and stuff back then where I was like, um, cause it's the leather festivals are usually pretty white. Yeah. They're really white. Um, most, <laughs> most, most gay things are pretty white. So, yeah. um, whenever, uh, I went, I noticed like that no one was really, and also this is, this is also 100% to do with my energy and also my immaturity. So I was like, no one's talking to me. No one's looking at me. And my friend's like, oh, it's probably like the uncanny valley, or I think it's not uncanny valley. It's something where it's like, whenever someone sees you and they think you're too attractive and I'm not, I didn't think I was too attractive, mm-hmm. but like, he's like, whenever someone sees you and they think you're too attractive, they just don't talk to you because they're intimidated or yeah. they're like scared. And I was like, okay, well maybe that's what it is. I feel a little bit better, but I also don't feel good because no, <laughs> <one's looking at me. laughs> no, that's actually, that's, that is really real. I mean, I do think I feel that sense of intimidation with like really, really beautiful people. But I think both can be happening too. Like there can be like racial bias and also like the level of like intimidation that they have. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I also just think like, it's up to you about how you feel and if you are going into a situation where you're like, oh, like no one's talking to me like I did, like, whereas now if no one's talking to me and I want to talk to someone like, and I see them and I think they're beautiful or whatever, like it's there, like, there's no holds bar anymore. Like if I actually want to speak to someone and I go up to them and talk to them and their energy's not right, or if it is right, like that's, these are the determining factors for me now. So it's like, if your energy is amazing and I go up and talk to you and you're like, oh, like, thank you for coming up to me. How are you? But if I go up to you and you're a total bitch what, or whatever, <laughs> I know, I know that you're not supposed to be around me and I just go about my day. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you yeah. know, these, these are things that you learn whenever you like grow up where you're like, not so much afraid to be like, oh, no one's talking to me. Cool. Like that means it's time for me to do something and not sit here. Cause like, that's an indication for you to make, to do action, to mm-hmm. get an action and go and do something about it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Have you anyway, f- sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So, well, I mean, to get back to like you being really ripped, like you're still pretty ripped. Um, <laughs> you know, you're still, you still have like, I just pretty- mean like diced, diced. Like I was like, I had like yeah, you could crush a, you could crush a bunch of watermelons with yes, those thighs. Yes, there we go. Uh, <laughs> oh you, Gallagher, <laughs> you, yeah, Gallagher style. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're. I mean, you were and are quite swole. Um, so how? I mean, how has like escorting affected your body image? In like, has it pressured you to get more swole, or has it pressured you in the opposite direction? to maybe even be more attainable and a little mushy? These questions are amazing. Um, So in the beginning, uh, this is so weird. So in the beginning, like, so 2016 is whenever I started like really working out and it wasn't for anyone else. It really was just like, I saw a picture in a magazine and I was like, oh, that looks awesome. I wanna learn how to be able to do that. 
And so I went on the journey of doing that. And by the time I started escorting, I was like ripped and I already had a gym routine. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I already like feel like I look really good. So like, I feel comfortable doing this. And so I was, I just started doing it. And then, um, as time went on, like, I don't think I focused more on it. I think I always, because of being gay, like I felt like after I started working out, like before I started working out, I was like, I'm super hot. Like I love myself. And then I started working out and I was like, okay, this looks, this is awesome. This is cool. I love this. I look great. And then there was, there's the period where you're like, oh, like this could be bigger or this could be different. This could get bigger. This could get better. And like, um, I feel like I've kind of, obviously I've, I've, I feel like I've gone the full spectrum cause like, or the full circle, because now I'm kind of back where it gets more healthy and I'm, I don't go, obviously with COVID, I didn't go to the gym like for a long time. Not. So yeah, I tried to do home workouts. My friend had a home gym. Thankfully I did that, but like, um, just for the endorphins, but mm-hmm. like, um, other than that, like I've kind of, have been pretty relaxed about my gym routine and I feel really good about my body. Like, yes, I could do more if I wanted to and not for anyone else, but myself like to like, you know, reach goals that I want to reach. But yeah, I think around in the beginning, like, and actually more in the middle of escorting, like there were certain things that people would say, like, and even watching my friend in Chicago, like he has all these tattoos and he would like paint his nails sometimes and like he would bleach his hair and like dye it different colors. And I was like, I was like, oh, like, are your clients going to like book you? Like if you're like, don't look like, like masculine presenting and all this stuff. Like I would think these things in my head. I'm like, and I would worry about them like to myself, like I'd be like, oh, like, you know, he, you know, has these tattoos or not the tattoos per se, but like more so like the nail polish and like, like the pink hair and stuff like that. And I was like very, I was worried for him, but I was also like jealous because I like saw this confidence that he had. I was like, mm. he clearly is still getting books, like things freedom. are fine. And so that's kind of the point I reached because I remember a client saying to me and I didn't even realize how much it stuck with me until like maybe three days ago um he was like and it's someone who doesn't matter like I've never seen this person again like why would it matter to me Mm -hmm. um but he literally said to me he's like you look so good like your body looks really good without tattoos he's like don't ever get tattoos and I was like I was like oh okay like that's so I'm probably gonna keep getting booked if I don't get tattoos like okay cool and so that's literally like was my mantra like i was like and i just was like and obviously i never was found a tattoo that i really liked until recently but like i kind of thought about it and i was like wow like that really kind of you know hindered me and even recently i've been bleaching my hair and dyeing it different colors and stuff and like that was something that i thought about too i was like oh like will a client book me if my hair is like pink or Mm -hmm. if my hair is like a different color like and even still though, like, like now, like I just, I don't have any, my most recent picture is probably from like March of this year on the website. And I don't really, the only thing that I do now is whenever clients will message me or have messaged me, like I will kind of just send them a photo of like what I look like right now. Like I'm like, my hair is green or my hair is pink or whatever. And then like, just because I feel like that's, it's not for like, 
it's not like if they don't book me fine i don't care but like i just do it just to be honest about what i look like in the moment you know like so they're not like i don't show up and they're like oh my god like you don't like you, what you is don't match this? with your pictures yeah yeah like your hair is like not the same or like whatever so like i don't want to like throw someone off have you ever you had know? that experience of like showing up and somebody's like you don't look like what i expected or something no it's <laughs> and it's not to brag but everyone's always like you look 10 times better <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay cool <laughs> but it's always like it's always like Sometimes it's nice because it's like, okay, clients that are like, like nice and cool. And then sometimes it's like clients that are like the ones that are kind of like fangirls are like, you look like 10 times better than your photo. Oh my God. And you're just like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. So how long have you been doing this in total? Um, I think I started, so three years ago. Three years um, ago years ago this past april okay yeah yeah sorry that was my only question no that <laughs> no, was, no, 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 no. <laughs> do you find that you have like a particular like type of person that that ends up you know vibing with you that you have as a long-term client um so i have like i feel like how many do i have I feel like I, right now I have like, it's, it's honestly that I feel like it's all the same person. Yeah. Um, so it's not really all the same person, but like, if you think about it, it is like, so I have, so three of my clients that I have here that are regular, they're all somehow connected to real estate. Hmm. Um, and they're all white guys. They all have brown hair. Um, <laughs> And they're not all the same height or anything. Their stories are all very different. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is actually closeted, not closeted. He's like, he's bi, you know, he's on the spectrum. I'm going to say that because he likes, anyways, we don't really need to get into him. But no, he, no, he, no, we, we, we can, can. We can totally, there's space, oh, okay. there's space for this. Okay. You can keep it vague enough, but like, you know, it's, it's, I want to know. I don't think he would ever hear this, but he is... And he would find it interesting, probably, because no one would know it's him. But um, he is on the spectrum. He he recently disclosed to me that he had or has a wife. It's kind of, it was really vague, but he kind of just like said it, and then like he and he didn't really. It's like he didn't know he said it, and mm. just kept talking. And I was like, okay, you've never said that before. Yeah. And because <laughs> I don't. He, we have like a really interesting relationship, but he, uh, he gets, he just likes, he likes cum. I'm just going to say it. Like okay. he like He's he will go on. Slut. I love it. Yeah. So he goes on these like vendors where like, he like can't get enough like dicks in his mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the thing like, he has to swallow as much as possible. And it's like the age old kind of thing where it's like, there's like a guy who's on the spectrum who is mainly attracted to women who whenever he gets the chance to like, you know, have a, a free for all like weekend, like whatever he goes and, you know, takes as much as possible, gets as much as possible. And then once it's out of his system, he's like, okay, I'm back to, you know, back to my life. He's back to his mm -hmm. hetero pretend. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even pretend because not, it's yeah. like, because it's like, he really is not a, he's not, he couldn't be romantically with a guy. Uh. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but he can be with a guy sexually. And I understand that. Like, it's just kind of, it's a weird thing. We get along. He's like a, he's a funny guy. Um, but yeah, it's like a strange situation, but yeah, most of them are real estate. My, one of my longest clients here, when I, I first moved here, he's still my client. He's not one of these brown haired guys, but he is, um, like this older man. He's like, he lives up a little bit further away from me. Like, like about how old? Like 60? Um, he's, I, I want to say 60. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's how old he is. He's like, I think he's probably nearing like 70, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's really nice. We always, he always is, he kind of, like feel like before COVID happened, it was like maybe once every two months or that I would see him. Um, but he's this therapist or was a therapist. He retired recently and we just, it's always the same thing. It's, it's really, it's kind of nice. It's funny, but it's always the same thing. I go over there and we talk for a little while, sit on the couch and talk for a little while. We talk about politics. He hates Trump. He hates him so much. Um, he, he, he talks about how he calls like, um, the, just call, he calls all the numbers every day. Like, you know, trying to like get them out, whatever. That's all he does. I love it. You know, like that's a special place in my heart for people who are on the phones, you know, calling their representatives and, and really giving them a hard time about bills and stuff. I'm like, if, if I had the energy for that, you know, that's important work. (laughs) Yeah. And he, he, he's at it. He's like, I wish more, he's like, I wish more of the people your age were calling. He's like, you, it's really important. And I'm like, I know, but like we have anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) As is a generation. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's easier to call those places when you have a friend with you. Like, but when Mm -hmm. it's by yourself, it's like, Oh, sorry to bother you, but like, <laughs> it happened. Yeah, and I also feel like a lot of people just don't have that kind of like entitlement vitriol, you know. Mm. And I think you do have to feel a little bit entitled to chew somebody off, like yeah, like a Karen. You have to have like yeah. a Karen energy. You have to have some Karen or energy. Kevin or Kevin, Kevin, Kevin or yeah. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Karen, the <laughs> ultimate couple. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah go this- on. It's the same every time. The first time that I met him, I sat down in his house and I was like, I looked at all this stuff in his house and I was just like looking around, like I saw this like picture, this like piece of art on the wall. And I had never, I didn't know anything about him. And I was like, are you a therapist? Like, I feel like you're a therapist. There's nothing in his house that indicated that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how did you know that? That's, he's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I think it was because the the combination of us sitting down be- in the beginning and just like having a conversation, just like talking him in a chair, me in another chair. It was like, maybe I just like felt like I'm in a therapy session. And then maybe that's what it was. But yeah, we just, we do that for about like 30 minutes. And then... <clears throat> We go upstairs, like kind of get into like, like some more sexual kind of stuff. And he's really into feet. So he'll like lick my feet mm. and I can't like, and he always has to massage them first because like I am very ticklish. Yeah, and so, yeah. That first um, contact whenever somebody wants to go at your feet is always really intense. Yeah. I don't know how there, obviously there are people that don't have feet that are ticklish and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, but I like wish. me, it's like, I laugh so hard. Yeah. Uh, and I feel bad. Cause I'm like, this is your, this is your thing. And like, I'm like, it's like, I'm laughing at you. But he probably is into it too. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, well, he's, he likes the intimacy part of it. So mm-hmm. it's, like, oh. this is, it's, it's something that, I know his feet are ticklish. I know he's not laughing at me. It's just like a thing, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the funniest thing after all is said and done, I feel like someone going to complete detail of what happens, mm-hmm. but, um, at the end we go downstairs and we shower together and it's like the weirdest thing. Like he's like, I, sh- I, he has like this CeraVe like hydrating body wash and he like makes me like, not makes me, but he like basically makes me, it's my time. It's his time. So like, yes. we like are, he's like, okay, like you're going to like wash, wash me. Like, and I like wash under his arms and like wash like his whole body. Mm-hmm. And like his favorite part is like, whenever I like, and he's like, you know, the best part about, you know, someone, you know, giving you a bath basically is like them massaging your feet, like getting your feet after, like during it. And so like, I will like kneel down and like be like massaging his feet, like with the soap and huh. like whatever, like getting the soap in between his feet. And he's like, you know, people used to do this back in the day for each other. And he's like, now, you know, no one does this anymore. And it's just such like a treat and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, like, cool. Yeah, it's like so funny whenever people have like a little spiel that they go through. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It's like back in ancient times, people used to watch each other's feet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we're doing that. Like, okay, I'm on the floor at your feet yeah. in a shower. All right. Thanks yeah. for the lecture. I know. Uh, oh, so, yeah. But he does it for me too. So I'm like, this is great. But like at the same time, like, I, I prefer not to have the shower part happen because I'm like, after all the stuff that happens, it's such like a process, like getting through the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to just like not shower and just go home. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because no. like, he like will try to talk to me afterwards and I have no problem talking to him, but like sometimes I'm like, it's it's unfortunate because like, I don't like feeling like, I'm like, okay, like, you know, your time's up, like I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's really not that long. Like, even if he like has me for like 15 more minutes of my time, it's really not that big of a deal, but I'm always like, I need my money, I got my money. So yeah. like, I'm ready to go. Like, I can only be, I can only do so much. <laughs> no, it's like valid. Like uh, in one of, one of my first sessions, like I had in person, like, the guy like was trying to have me stay for like another 30 minutes another hour and I like did not know how to like stop the session so like you know it's valid that you want to get paid for your time (laughs) but I mean like for me personally like I like whenever you meet some after you've been with someone for a, a long time like and you know them like it's kind of like it's more of like I feel like it's more I guess it can go both ways. Like, obviously they could be like, okay, I'm going to pay you a little bit more since you're staying here longer. Or it feels like discourteous on my part when I'm like, okay, like I'm ready to go. Even though like we've known each other for a really long time now and you've been good to me and like you've helped me in a lot of ways. Like I am like, okay, like it feels mean. I don't know. I mean, I totally get that. You know, like there is this thing with like my customers because you can't just, it has to feel a little bit real yeah and whenever you start like you know pointing to the clock and stuff like you can't do it too harsh or else people will feel some type of way and then you know they're not going to be as inclined to like bring you back it's like you have to like like toe this very delicate line of the rules you know (laughs) you're like okay like yeah like i love spending so much time with you but i have to do things right now (laughs) i literally just say like 
like he usually asks me and he's like oh do you have something to do after this i'm like yeah like i literally have to go like out with my friends like yeah. there is like a party like a friend's birthday party like at 8 30 like <laughs> yes. so, like, that's so important to have your like escape plan mm. yeah i definitely I, I have my like oh i have an early morning you know <laughs> like i gotta do this stuff <laughs> they know a lot of them know i don't like they're like you don't you don't have anywhere to be i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh like shut up guys Oh, like, um, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, okay. I, well, if you have one to say one more thing on this topic, because I have like one last question that's going to kind of take us on an interesting detour. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I wanted to ask you, um, what, what was the question? Um, I was going to say, I understand what you meant whenever you said earlier about like the client doing the thing with like 30 more minutes, an hour mm. or whatever, like whenever you're beginning, um, because I mean, and a lot of people have done this kind of like it because you are new and you're kind of like, well, I don't know, like if I should like stand firm and be like, okay, well, that's going to be, you know, a hundred dollars more or whatever. And like, I always have kind of every time now that I've gotten through it, like as I've done it more, I always say, you know, 260 for the first hour, 130 for every hour after that, you know, kind of thing. Um, but like, yeah, but what I was trying to say is like, I sympathize, empathize with what happened to you in the beginning. Cause like that, that was like the same for me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm ready to go, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a frustrating time starting out doing this. Yeah. Cause you don't exactly have like community, like you, do, oh. you know, two, three years in like, so you're just, you know? Yeah. But what was your question? No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's definitely like, I mean, you know, all of being a baby sex worker is being hazed and taken advantage of mm-hmm. by a variety of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's like, I mean, it's terrible to say, but like, you know, my first years were like 100% characterized by that, like with little spurts of like really good luck, you know, mm. and yeah. things working out. But yeah, definitely. There's such a learning curve. But to hard pivot, cool let's talk about boners <laughs> okay <laughs> okay how do you okay so you're dealing with this guy and he's you know 60 almost 70 how do you handle you know the natural bodily functions of like maybe you're not attracted to people maybe you're just having a bad day like how like do you, are your clients expecting you to stay hard like during the entire sexual portion or are you able to focus on them or like how do you navigate all of that um I can tell you one story that's kind of bad. Perfect. Um, there was whenever I first moved here, probably within the first three months of living here, there was some guy, and I've never seen him ever again. Um, he hit me up and he was really nice, really sweet. He's like, Yeah, like I don't get to do this very often, but like, I really, um, like your photos, et cetera. And he told me his age. He was like, I want to say he was like 75 mm. and I was like, okay, that's really old. And anytime that kind of situation has happened where it's like someone who's a lot older, I've always been like, I always just think of like, I literally think of my grandparents. Like I yeah. think, of, I think of just like, like, I also think of, like, what would they think? Like, my grandma. My grandma. <laughs> um, but, like, so in, anyways, he's like, I'm going to book a hotel, like, whatever. And so I go there, 
And I'm like, okay, like, I'm not expecting anything. I don't know, like, what this, you know, sometimes people that are 75 look really young. So, like, mm-hmm. I go there and I get in the room. And as soon as I'm in there, I'm like, this is not going to happen. I was like, this is, like, in my mind. I didn't say that to him. And um, so, like, the first image that I see is him laying on a bed. And I think he has underwear on, but he doesn't have a shirt on. And he has, like, a cut or something on his arm. And it's like not super, like it's not bleeding a lot, but it's like a, like it's one small, like dribble of blood, like drop or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, like, uh, I was like, you have a cut on you. Do you know that? And he was like, he's like, Oh, he's like, you know, I must've just nicked myself on the way from the bathroom. I'm like, nicked yourself on what? And I was just like, uh, okay. And I like started looking at his skin a little bit more and I was like, okay, your skin is like paper. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not ageist. Like I don't, I don't have any sort of hatred towards like older people, but it was like one of the things where I was just like, wow, like this is really like frightening. Like, it's like, you didn't know that you like nicked yourself on a doorway or something or or like not even that like you like brushed through a door frame and you like have a cut on your arm now mm-hmm. and so like I just kind of like you know I he got back on the, he's like yeah I'm just gonna wipe it off real quick I was like okay cool he um and then I am sitting in the in the hotel room there's two beds I'm sitting on the opposite bed and he sits down and he like starts asking me questions or whatever and then i was like hey like i'm really sorry but like i don't think this is gonna work for me i was like i just i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to get hard i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to do what you want me to do yeah i was like i'm really sorry um i was like you don't have to pay me like you don't really have to do anything like i i'm not like worried about that and he's like, okay. He's like, I'm still going to pay you. But he's like, can you just sit here and like talk to me for like, you know, an hour or Aww. whatever. And I was like, okay. Like, and it was just like one of those things where, you know, he just was nice about it. And I mean, I felt like I couldn't be dishonest in that situation. Cause like, I, I really, I was just so, it was like the point of no return turned off. Like I was just like, this is, I'm not going to be able to do this at all. Oh my God. But that's so real. I mean, like definitely I've dealt with some like super elderly people. I mean, I even have like a story about like a guy who had like a cap on and then it turned out he had like, he had a melanoma taken out. So he had like a a major head wound and stuff and like Uh nobody had like changed his bandages and it's and it stank and i was like i oh. i can't do this like yeah. there's you know like that's totally real um but i find the older the client the more talking that there is like at least in my experience like i had my youngest client and it was the least of ma- like this <laughs> past like few months and it was the least amount of talking i've ever done <laughs> it was he's he was in his 20s which is the youngest like I was I was shocked. Yeah, yeah um. totally. It really is. It really it really do be like that with the young clients. They're like they're like get down to business. Like you know, I'm here to do. What I'm here to do. There might be a little bit of nervousness, but mm-hmm. after that stage is passed a little bit, they're like you know Ooh. we're here to do. This. Totally, <laughs> totally. The young ones are harder. They're, they're, they're wranglers. You they're know. a lot more annoying too sometimes because yeah. they're like oh like what do I get when I do when like how much for this and can yeah. I get this? And yeah. Then they take up a lot of I've a lot of young clients that I've had will like 
message me for a while. And like, it's cause it's like a little bit different where it's like, they know how to use the phone more. So they're like, Oh, like, what are you doing today? Like, how are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, how's it going? Like, t- uh, like, you know, 12 AM, how's this, what's happening right now? And I'm like, I was like, you know what? There's a boundary here now. So if you want to do something, you know, let me know, but otherwise please do not contact me again or I will block your number. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They just also feel like so much more entitled. They're like, well, you probably don't get to, you know, handle somebody as hot as me or as young as me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but actually, I'm like, girl, bye. Yeah. Like, I don't need that. You're making me crave the 50 year old. <laughs> 50. I feel like, like, that's a good age. Fifties is like the the peak Prime. age for Prime. for for clients. You know, established mm-hmm. money, probably a marriage under the belt, trying to get some stuff out, discreet. Oh yeah, you know. discreet. Have a sure. little bit of conversation. They enough. understand how the system works a little bit. Mm. Like yeah. 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 Those are the best clients, actually. All my all like all the three of those guys that I told you about earlier, the real estate guys. They're all fifty. They're all weird, though. Like, all of them are weird in their own way. And it's not like, I mean, everyone's weird. So I'm sure they're like, oh, he's weird, too. But like, it's like a, there's this quirkiness to all of them. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it like the real estate people or what? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Hey, everyone. So it's once again tarot time with uh, Clover's Corner. Corner. your loving loving host, uh, clairvoyant, Clover. Clover. So I'm doing water signs and I have for Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, Sun, Moon, Rising. I'm doing you all individually this time, starting with Cancer. These are love readings for the next month. So for Cancer, um, starting out, we have someone who is coming from your past and this is someone who you were romantically involved with for at least a small amount of time and they have a lot more to offer now they're healthier if they were struggling in any sense they aren't anymore they're doing really well for themselves and so that's why they feel they can approach you additionally you have been developing feelings for a friend Um, or someone who's close to you and you're kind of exploring that but you're also reconciling your need for like independence solitude and isolation versus your desire to be like in some sort of relationship or closely involved with someone on an intimate level and whether you want to switch from one state to the other depending on which you're doing currently or whether both are just compatible and you can find time for yourself or you um, just have to like be on your own um, in order to, to achieve that. So then we have, uh, there's an earth sign approaching you. And actually I think this is the person who's coming back through. The strongest energy I have here is earth and specifically I see Taurus and Virgo represented, but there's also Scorpio represented. Um, so if those signs resonate, otherwise, um, just someone with those qualities of like being very earthly, stable, dealing with like, um, sensual pleasures someone who is like 
um, like that, you know, practical. So, um, it seems as though you have a karmic contract that is not up and that is why they are returning and it could be just to clear this karma once and for all um and once you all do that then there is also just sort of like um like romance that you can pursue with this person or you can be done with them but it looks like they are coming back in um and then also we have someone who's kind of like fun and exciting who is expressly romantically interested in you and in pursuing something with you so um they are a new energy and um yeah so for underlying energy, it feels as though you are kind of like distant and in your own sort of space, going on your own sort of journey, and you don't really have a lot of energy to put towards relationships, potentially. Um, rather, you're focused on your own creative pursuits, and you're kind of just like watching things from a distance just to see like if you should invest in any of these things at all. Um, additionally, you're reflecting on a past relationship, probably the one that, um, like the person that's coming in, that relationship. It brought you a lot of like confusion and emotional disarray, but also a heightened intuition and a lot of like lessons that you've been learning about yourself in relationships. And like, so you're thinking about like who you are in relationships and um, just sort of that specific relationship, a lot of reflection on the past which is good for whenever they come in because you'll know how to handle them better this time. So for Scorpio, it looks as though you have two people. First, we have someone who is either um, air and fire dominant in their chart or just someone with those qualities of being both airy and fiery. Um, and then there's also this earth sign and um, you have strong feelings for both, and you're trying to balance both your time and energy between these two people that you are pursuing or romantically involved with. It could be um, an open relationship or some sort of situation, but I'm getting that they are kind of taking away a lot of your time where you want to be spending time on your own and, and enjoying sort of like um, yourself in sort of the the world that you've built for yourself. You're someone who's really uh, built up your life. I do have the nine of pentacles, like you're kind of an ultimate person. You do well on your own. Um, but there are these two sort of uh, somewhat demanding energies. And uh, even if they aren't demanding, it just feels that you have to put a lot into these relationships in order to keep them alive. Um, and... So it also feels as though they may be demanding a lot from you, potentially, if um, you aren't just like putting a lot into them on your own. Like it, it feels as though like they just are this sort of like give me, give me type of vibe. And um, you almost are coming to this feeling of just wanting to cut off the dead weight. Like maybe you are better off alone. Um, for underlying energy, very similar to Cancer, we have almost the same cards. You just kind of are feeling a little bit distant 
in some ways and like you don't have the emotional space for anything but like your own personal journey and you'd prefer to spend a lot of the time on your own um you want to recharge and kind of just like be with your friends but you also have a lot of trouble with tower moments and breakups so i mean that's normal so it's it's kind of not the first move that you're considering um but you're you're watching to see where things go um if things just sort of like dissolve on their own it's not as though you're really worried about that um because you kind of feel as though even if you leave these partnerships uh a little bit um like even if not like actually but just sort of emotionally that it's not as though they're completely destroyed there's some sort of like um solid foundation here between both of these people and yourself so you're actually not really concerned but you just kind of feel as though you need time away so pisces um it looks as though in the past you may have been someone who kind of rushed into relationships with a lot of hope and energy and excitement and certainty but there was some sort of situation that pulled the rug out from under you and now you're looking at things through a much more practical lens which is difficult as you are a pisces and that's not your nature at all um Pisces is like notorious for fantasizing about like their partnerships and the people that they're involved with and um so this just like led somewhere like that you don't want to revisit but this person that maybe um I guess they shelved you or broke things off with you really surprised you in the past they're coming back um and they have not really changed so much but they've reflected on the situation a lot more and they understand sort of like you as a person a bit more you maybe didn't cut this person off like fully at any point and you've been in contact and so maybe they got a lot more perspective they could have been intimidated by sort of the amount of energy and dedication you were showing without like knowing them as much as they would want because they are an earth sign is what i'm really getting i'm getting strong earth energy here mostly pentacles showing up in this reading and so like this person really just like didn't know how to handle someone who um was just like uh like that instant um but they're coming back and they're kind of like really dedicated to the idea of building something with you. Um, and like, this is also intimidating for you because while you are all in, earth signs, whenever they give you their full attention, it really is their full attention. And it tends to be like, um, it's all or nothing with them, like quite actually. So where you may be um, someone who will talk about it, most earth signs, like maybe say for Virgo, which you could be dealing with a Virgo, they they will actually um actually mean it. And so this person is coming back actually meaning it. Like I do have the Ten of Pentacles. It's really like an invested relationship that they're trying to establish with you. Um so underlying energy, it's uh victorious and happy and you're feeling great. Everything in your life is going well and everything in their life is also going well. And so there isn't as much uncertainty and a lot more energy towards um like bearing the burdens of like uh maintaining a relationship as well as um 
Yeah, just, you know, like watering the garden. You may have been going into it just sort of expecting it to be only fun and not really anticipating all of the work. And this threw off your earth sign who thinks of relationships dominantly as work. So um, you have this sort of hesitation. Your guard is up. You're a little suspicious of like where this is coming from. Like why weren't they invested the first time? Um, but you're also kind of learning the lessons of like what relationships uh, and like other people's investments can look like. And so there's also a lot of happiness surrounding the situation ultimately. So um, that's what I have for you and for all of my water signs. I'll talk to you all in um, like three, four, six, I don't know, ten weeks. <laughs> However long it is. I think I do these every other week. Um, but you can hit me up for a personal reading at little underscore four leaf. And the four is a numeral. Um, and I love you. Bye. That's it for Anyway, we're kind of coming upon the hour. Um, so, uh, where can we find you, or would you like to plug anything? Um, I'd like to plug TikTok because yes, that is amazing. It's like I like it's been transformational for me over these last few months, and it's not just comedy. People just think it's comedy and dances. It's not. It's everything. So you, much political action. Oh my on, god. Whatever you focus on yeah. is what you will see more of. So yes. TikTok. Oh my god, I get so much. I have so many amazing TikToks that I love. Like I'm fucking dying. Like great leftist stuff, great recipe stuff, great mm-hmm. lifestyle stuff, empowerment and like positive affirmations, health. Yes. Like it's it's all there, you guys. Wait, do you want us to follow you on TikTok? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. Just, oh, just no. go on TikTok. <laughs> just go, go support TikTok. Fuck okay. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. all that. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> and um, call your representatives. Yes. yes. And a shout out SZA. <laughs> yeah, shout out SZA. Thank you for blessing us recently. Uh, okay. Well, I'm the goddess Corey. You can find me at the goddess Corey on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I have a link tree. There's links there. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I am Pretty Boy Girl at Pretty Boy Girl on IG. You can support my Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl. You can support this podcast at Ho in the Know, spelled Hukes in the Nukes. And uh, it's great. We do all kinds of history stuff. And uh, I hope that you enjoy the history segment that we have in this show. And if you do, tell me about it. Yeah. Please leave us a review. Please give us five stars. Please. Um, please share us with your mother. Let's change the world together. <laughs> yeah, I share, agree. with the clients if you have clients. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they become more woke. <laughs> no, my clients do. My clients, some of my clients listen. Oh, They've good. given me some reviews. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye-bye. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 